0: This is the MMA Takes, Podcast MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie. Ooh, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. I don't know if Hanukkah's there. Happy Hanukkah. I don't know. Merry Christmas. 10 days. It, well, hang on. Hang on. 11 days. 11 days since I uploaded a podcast. That has been the longest stretch of my podcast career. I have never won 11 days. I was going to do a recap last week of the fight night. Derek Lewis versus Chris Dawkins. However, I did not because it was Christmas week. And I said, you know what? I'm we'll to take the week off. Wasn't that great of a fight night. There were not that many storylines. I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it when I get to it. Well, I'm getting to it. Uh, Saturday this weekend, crushed the math. Broke down the math because I didn't do a full year bet MMA, t- uh, MMA tips. Didn't track my bets for a full year. We will do that next year. That is a promise. Tailed off at the end of the year because my life got busy. It is what it is, but I'm going to make a commitment. I'm a commitment guy. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to fucking do it. And next year, every event fully tracked, but uh, I just sit down and do some math because, you know, I keep track of everything. I'm old school papers, papers keep. I'm old school. I keep track of everything, but uh, welcome to the show. God damn, I don't know what this is gonna be about. I mean, we're gonna maybe talk a little bit about the Dawkus Lewis card. I mean, let's just do it right now, right? Feels like it was fucking 10 months ago. Nothing really shining. I mean, there's a couple of good performances. Derek Lewis is good to Derek Lewis, knocked out Chris Dawkins. Chris Dawkins didn't have the best game plan. Uh, you know, I figured he'd maybe mix it up a little more. Kind of Cyril Gone kind of a lot of people play the game work a game plan out how to beat Derek Lewis. Cyril Gone perfected it. Uh, and Dacus, I thought, was going to be that guy. He is not. Uh, blah Muhammad just smashed uh, Wonderboy Thompson, who is a uh, a washed, maybe even a fraud. Because if you look at his record, he's never really fought like a hardcore grappler before. Gilbert Burns exposed him. Blah Muhammad, who is a good grappler. A lot of people slept on that. I hit on that. Minor dog lock. Let's go. Underdog. We need more dogs. We need more dogs. And blah Muhammad came through there. I am still the champ, by the way. I ended the year the champ. I'm strapped up. It was very close with Timbo. One point decided it. One point decided the, the matchup. You guys probably don't care. It's just a fun little game we did. I'm up on the units as well. On the night, I was up two units. Um, but yeah, back to this. Manor Lamos, Angela Hill. Awesome fight. Thought Angela Hill won. Ricky Simone just put a ranking on his name. The Sugar Sean fight as a sugar guy scares me. He looked fantastic against a worst uh, as my in-laws would say, half uh, your son's out. Martius looked great against Diego Ferrar. Kind of sucks. Ferrar got his uh, his ribs hurt. The first fi- the first round was amazing, high paced. Uh, I thought Gamrat was gonna be able to do that for three rounds in, in, in decision Ferrar. But uh, awesome, slime ball hit as well. Uh, Gamrat was part of that. Cut Swanson was Darren Elkins. Caught me by surprise. I had Elkins as a dog here. Swanson's is a fucking vet, knows how to finish, and I just didn't think he had the power to put Elkins out, but. Everything he fucking landed on Elkin's hurt. GM3, Jerome moore was losing. Came out with the submission in that, uh, in that third round looking all sorts of good. In that third round, I mean, that's what he does. Justin Taffa versus Harry Hunsucker. Hey, Harry! My guy, Harry Hunsucker. Man, probably one of the worst fighters ever signed to the UFC, without a doubt. Taffa destroyed him. Didn't even look like a real knockout. He, he blocked the kick. He just was like, oh, shit, that was strong. I'm going to flop now. Gotto over Eubanks. Gotto. TKO to the body Great win Another underdog hit there Charles Jordan Versus Andre Ull Competitive fight Charles Jordan Looked good look, Looked like a savage He's a very good Technical fighter I want to see The savage came out It came out He did that 300 kick The fuck it. Yeah boom uh, Andre Ull That was sick Very fun fight Raquel Pantiver versus Shazan Shazan quit uh, She said she, had, you know, she missed weight Whatever he quit Dante Mays versus Josh Priesen Dante Mays Is a fucking grappler Y'all <clears throat> Josh Priesen Stinks and then Jordan Levitt versus Matt Sales. Matt Sales is is awful. Game plan horrible. Fight IQ horrible. What is you doing, baby? What is you doing in that fight? <clears throat> that was a fight card. Up on the listen. I don't know if I'm up on the year. Okay, I to, I have told some people I'm up on the year. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Money went in when he went out. I didn't pay too much close attention until the end of the year. I will say this. I'm up two and a half units from Fight Night. Hit my slime ball parlay. Hit a couple underdog picks. Had a good night. It was up $250, two and a half units. I had some money, obviously, in my account. I let it all ride all of December. All of December, I hit little money's here, little money's there. Withdrew everything. Withdrew it all. Bought, Gave my kids a fantastic Christmas. We'll start new. We'll build a bank. We're up new come January 15th when they fight again. But I was like, I'm not going to just let this sit here. I don't bet on NFL. I don't bet on anything else. I'm solely focused on MMA. So I'm like, I'm going to take this out and I'm going to fucking spend it. First thought was, Hey, give daddy some treats. Huh? Daddy needs some treats. Cause you know what? My brain's the one that won me the money. So let's get daddy some treats. Daddy's got all the treats he needs. Ain't nothing else. What, what else do I need? You know what I mean? If I just start buying stuff to buy stuff like I've done in the past. Yeah, it doesn't, that's not a good route. So I'm like, oh, let's just double down and give the kids a million gifts, 10 each. My one-year-old had 10 gifts. She could barely open them, but she got 10 of them. My four-year-old ripped through them, wanted more. 10 wasn't enough. Uh, But no, seriously, Christmas was amazing with the family. Um, I think I've said this on the podcast. I've definitely said it in my personal life. And it's 100 percent true. When I was a kid, I was spoiled. My my you know, my parents spoiled me. I was kind of the only child. I, I've had a little bit of a weird family history. I do have two older sisters. You know, let's not go down that road. But I lived with my mother and my father, uh, stepfather, who I call my father, and I was spoiled because I, I had a little rough childhood growing up. So my mom was like, you know what? She for whatever felt like that was her fault. She's not Irish, but it was like Irish guilt. So she's like, you know what? That's my fault. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make up for him by getting a million things. Um, so I was very spoiled when I was a kid. And I remember my mom and stepdad sometimes would exchange one or two gifts or it'd be like, hey, your gift's coming or whatever it was. And I remember thinking, man, my parents really hate Christmas. I mean, that sucks. They're not getting any gifts. And they would always say, our gift is watching you open the presents, right? And it's like, bullshit. Even still, a guy like myself who's bougie and likes materialistic things, I was still a little hesitant. You know, I've had my daughter for for four Christmases now. And the first Christmas, she had the flu, didn't really get the open thing. Second Christmas, each Christmas is increasing and getting better. But last year and then this year, now that we have two and my four-year-old really is like, I want this. And when you get her what she wants and then the scream comes out, I mean, it is the greatest joy in the world. I didn't get a gift this year. My parents gave me some cash. Wife and I didn't exchange gifts. We we focus all on the kids you know, I got a couple, couple bucks here and there. My in-laws got me Crocs. I'm a Croc guy now. Got me some socks, Crocs and socks. You know what I mean? That's what I but I didn't really get anything. And, and you know, again, I got some cash, whatever, but it didn't matter. And I can't believe that my parents were telling the truth. It doesn't really fucking matter because I'm at the point in my life where if I want something, I go get it. Right. And and I'm not the hardest guy to shop for. You buy anything MMA related by anything gambling related and by anything bangles related. I'm good. And and the Crocs are fucking dope. So I love the Crocs. I'm a sock guy too. I like having cool socks. That's weird. My computer's listening to me. I just said Crocs like three times and I have a Crocs ad just popped up. I swear to god, you get, fucking Steve Jobs is listening. I don't appreciate it, okay? All right, let me talk about let's see if they're listening. Uh guaranteed winners. Gambling winners, sure things pop. You're going to pop up. You know, what they're going to do is they're going to pop up MMA takes Cause I'm as, I'm as close as it gets to a sure thing, boys. Um, listen, Christmas was amazing. Again, Christmas Eve went over to the in-laws, you know, they got their new house, uh, locally here, you know, they were in Atlanta for a while. Now they're locally, um, great time kids open gifts there. And you know, my brother-in-law, had he has kids they were playing together Christmas, uh, day went over there my family went over i have a very small family uh a lot of my family lives elsewhere so it was me my father stepfather and and my grandmother my stepfather's mom they went over to my in-laws as well great time amazing it was it was so fun right it it was great everyone was over there a little bit of bit of drama, a little bit of heat. You know, there's some things going on in the family. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast. There were some there was some bumps in the road that made things a little bit more interesting. But uh, overall, it was great. It was great. It was a fun time. I love Christmas. My favorite holiday. I think it's a cop out when people say their favorite holiday is Thanksgiving or they say it's Halloween or whatever. Those are fine, but it's not fucking Christmas. Christmas is the best holiday. If you don't think so, you're wrong. Okay, you're just wrong, right? Uh, I had a great Christmas and you know, now we're in the middle of this break, this big MMA break kind of sucks. And I was just thinking why Bellator, you know, I know, you know, NFL is hot right now. NBA is going for Christmas days when NBA really starts picking up, uh, you know, the NFL it's, it's making the March to the playoffs, whatever. But Bellator with, with UFC not coming back to the 15th, three weeks from now, they could have really had some events that really maybe stole some eyes, but they're, they're they're dormant too. They're not doing anything either, which I feel like is a missed opportunity there. You know, I don't know. I feel like if they put one on New Year's Eve, like the uh, you know, Japanese they used to put uh, on a huge New Year's Eve card, um, which I think they're doing. Yeah, they're doing it. They're doing Risen 33. Let's see if there's anybody good. Uh, I, I really don't know the Japanese scene as much as I used to. Kai Asakua versus Kenta Takasawa. Uh, that's the main event. I don't know either of those guys here. I'm not even going to pro- I'm going to stop pronouncing these names. Cause this is probably making you fucking cry. Uh, again, don't know many of these, uh, these Japanese guys, but there's a lot of fights. Teshin, Natsukawa custom rules bout versus Takanori Gomi. No, him, uh, Katamura versus Yushi. The guy just goes by Yushi like Sinbad. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know anybody on this besides Gomi. Um, but Riz in Japanese, they used to always put on a New Year's Eve card. And I really feel like fucking uh, um, Bellator could have done that as well. Bellator could have fucking really capitalized on that. You know, not competing with the UFC, getting in there and, and uh, just kind of cornering the market. Because, you know, they they don't have the market corner with UFC. But what am I? You know, Bellator, listen, I'm a UFC guy. I only do UFC picks. If you want to talk, I'm open to it. Okay, I'm not, I'm not getting out of bed for under six figs, so you know I'm I'm not getting out of bed for under six figs. So, but you need someone in there like with with a brain that is going to put you know things on. But uh, other than that, yeah, I, I've been been uh, doing the uh, the numbers. Haven't really even touched the fight night with Kader versus Giga, which is a great fight. Haven't even looked at it. We're going to preview at the end of this podcast. But I want to hop on because I've been quiet. You know what I mean? I've been quiet. I've been working on the Mo Takes Awards. I'm gonna announce the the uh, categories, not the nominees, the categories. If you have a nominee that you feel strongly about in any of the categories I announced, hit me up. MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter, MMA Takes Podcast on uh, on IG as well. I've been trying to do IG more as well. Hit me up on both those and and, and tell me what you got. But that MMA Takes Wars is gonna run like this. We're gonna do it probably, maybe the first week of December or January, excuse me. Haven't really locked that down yet, but we have 15 categories. Five five categories were from Tim, five categories from Kristen, five categories from me. We each nominate a guy or a woman, a fighter in that uh, category, and then we're going to leave it to vote. So I've been working on the graphics all day. I think we got some killer categories. I'm going to go over them with you. I'm going to go over the betting thing uh, or my betting numbers this year. Thought I did a little better. Um, we'll, we'll go over that. Let's do the betting thing now. Let's get into that. Let me pull up the numbers here. So I sat down, and I'm not a math guy. I tweeted this out. If, if for some reason you know, if I could sat down and and did fractions and did everything with fight related things in my brain, I think I would have I would have been way better at math. But I'm I'm just not ter- I'm terrible at it. But I did sit down. I did it right. You know, I looked up how to do certain things. You know, fuck moving the decimal point. You know, we got fucking calculators. Okay, we got Google. I'm not gonna do that. Okay, I'll do the work, but I'm not gonna do that work. But uh taking a sip out of my Christmas gift from uh, my company I work for a company. I work for billions and billions and billions of dollars, probably one of their best years in company history. I get to imagine with everyone shipping stuff and uh, you know, I worked pretty hard for three weeks. You know, I work hard every year, but it's a cake job. I love it. But for these past three weeks, I was grinding, grinding for sure. I think everyone was. And uh, I got a, a, um, a knockoff Yeti. It's an Arctic zone. And it has the uh, logo of my company on it. And I'm drinking out of that right now. You know what I mean? So at least I got something. Mm. They used to give turkeys out. That was the big thing. Uh, Managers and everything would get bonuses. We would get turkeys. Funny story. Quick story. Quick story before we get to the numbers. I was a young man in my 20, 22, 23. And I was uh, was 22. And I was living in uh, basically on UC's campus in a house with nine of my buddies. And I was driving a Saturn. Uh, four door Saturn that I had beat the living shit out of. Do- doors couldn't lock. Couldn't tell how much gas is in it. I would run over garbage cans. I mean, I beat the fuck out of this car, and uh, smelled like gas at one point. So, I uh, got a turkey right at at uh, at my work. They give him at the, for a Christmas present, right? I threw the thing in the back of the trunk, closed the trunk, and went about my business. Right. That was you know December twenty third, twenty fourth, whatever. Come summertime. You know, I'm talking July, August. I had the car smelled like gas, right? Because there was a hole in the gas tank, or it was leaking. It just was, it was, it was leaking something. So it definitely overpowered the smell of anything else. But one day when the car was parked, I I smelled this horrible foul odor, and I went, "What the fuck is that? It smells so bad!" Open the trunk up. It was a rotting, frozen turkey carcass. wasn't frozen anymore in the back of my trunk, in my car. Um, I mean, it's fucking disgusting, dude. I'll never forget getting that thing out of that truck. I mean, oh, I was like, I need a hazmat suit. It was fucking foul. Car crapped out literally like a month later, like just completely shit out on me. But uh, yeah, that's why Saturn's not around anymore. All right, let's get to the picks. So I broke down mortar locks, dog locks, sent them homes. I, I calculated how many... I picked and how many um, I got right and percentages and whatnot. So first things first, overall picks, not bets, overall picks, uh, 272, right, 204, wrong, 57.14% was that. I always try to hit 60. I think 60 is such a good number. I think it's a strong number uh, when when placing bets. You're picking 60% of the time. I think that's a really good number. That's a number I'm striving for. I noticed when I was going through my papers, I struggled in February and March and a little bit in July. I know every capper is going to have some lulls. There are some fights that I reached on, and we'll get to some of the bad bets I had and some of the some of the best bets I had, and I'll explain why. Um, there's some fights I reached on for sure, but those are just picks. Those aren't bets. I don't, I don't bet all my picks, but when you're picks, you want to be 60% on your picks, in my opinion. 57.14%, you know. It's okay. I think I was like 56 last year, maybe 58. So either I'm down or I'm up. I can't remember, but you know, that's a number I can live with, but I can't sleep with it. Right. I'm going to, going to be better. So on mortal locks, I picked 40 mortal locks throughout the whole year. There's 41 or 44 events. I didn't do every event mortal lock wise. There were some events for whatever reason, I didn't have records of or my damn picks. So, doesn't num- number might be off. It's just what I. It's just what I have. Or I think what it was was cancellation. Some of my mortal locks got canceled. Some of my dogs got canceled. Some of the send them homes got canceled. So then I just never made a repick. Right. So mortal locks, I got four out of forty. I got twenty four right. That's sixty percent. Betting sixty percent on mortal locks. All my mortal locks are great. I started the year, hot or ended the year hot with mortal locks. Eleven in a row. Didn't miss eleven in a row. I have 11 Street going right now with Mortal Locks. And just like Tim said, I misread a, a text to my boy Timbo said. It wasn't like I was out there picking the 800s. It wasn't like I was picking the of Nunez's. I mean, yeah, there are some times where I, I pick some beefy boys. But there are some times where you get ignore the line, you got to pick the right fight. You got to get it right, right? So 60% of my Mortal Locks I can live with. That's, that's, that's not bad. Dog Locks, I had 37 picks. 17 out of 37, that's 45.9%. Um, you know, obviously underdogs in MMA are, uh, are, are are hard to come by. They're, they're not, they're not the easiest, they're not the easiest things to get. These are my locks though, right? So 43, 45.9%, excuse me. It's a number I I can live with. I'm not happy with it. You know, I, I obviously with my more, my dog locks, I want them to be above 50%. I want it to be 50, 50 picking dog locks, picking underdog locks, making them more locked That one fighter, that one pick. Uh, and getting 60% is, is probably unheard of. That is, that's crazy numbers, especially since I pick every fight. I do every card. I just don't cherry pick my picks. Um, but 45.9% yeah, in you know, we'll get better. <clears throat> None of these numbers are blown me away. I can live with all of them. Uh, send them homes was a little weak, 40. I picked 40, send them homes. 16 out of 40, 40%. I had a rough stretch in there. I was not doing well with props. I need to work on my prop game. I've said that a million times. I need, um, I need to be better at props for sure. Um, it's something in my game that I used to never really bet. I was a straight guy, then a parlay guy, and then I started kind of mixing them. And listen, even though I host a podcast and I talk confidently and I'm handsome as fuck, I'm still learning. I'm getting better. I'm not the best. Even the best should be trying to get better, right? And send them homes is something that you know. Send them homes uh, prop. Uh, Spots or something that I'm going to really look at. Really try to get better and and round out my game. Because I think Mortal Locks, I think I can pick a winner. Um, And I think, like, if I get on a guy early, which is what I have been doing in the the 11th run that I'm on, the 11th current Mortal Lock hits, I get on him early, and I text the boys, I'm on so-and-so. And my early picks, my early leans, my early guts, I mean, I'm 11 and up, essentially. You know what I mean? So... That's something I'm really going to have to work on with the send Homes so, as well, the dog locks. Dog locks, you know, I can't beat myself up too bad about that because, listen, it's an underdog. You're picking an underdog. They're supposed to lose, according to Vegas. So getting some rights, nice, but I do want all the numbers to go up. That's the idea here, all the numbers to go up. Mind you, these numbers I'm reading you, right? These aren't, these aren't Timber or Christians. I, I'm fortunate to get a chance to do their numbers, um, but they're all free. You're, you got a guy picking 60% mortal locks. So sixty percent of the time you go to the window to bet my mortal lock, locks, you're getting it right. And I and I and I promise you, and I don't know how I'm going to promise this, but I promise you I'm going to get better this year with it. I'm going to lock in even more. Um, my mortal lock winner, so the mortal lock winner of all year, uh, I spread my locks out pretty well, right? I didn't really go to the well a lot. A lot of my mortal locks went one on or, one or whatever. But uh, Ricky Simone was my two time winner. Ricky and Simone won me my mortal lock twice. Obviously against the Sun Sal and then against Brian Kellenher I believe, um, so Ricky Simone a legit dude uh, you know they they have him quite high sometimes, but you know he's he's a solid dude. Besides that little hiccup with Uriah Hall Uriah Faber excuse me, the guy's a dog in there. Right, Wrestling on point, St- striking is coming along. He just knocked out a Sun Sal. Uh, and then uh, his speed's unbelievable. Cardio, like, great, great. So, Ricky Simone, my two time Mortal Lock winner. So, 2021, Ricky Simone is getting the Mortal Lock crown uh, for MMA takes. And I guarantee you, you know, depending who he fights next, I might take him again. I don't know if I'm gonna lock him up. I might take him again. But my dog picked, I had 132 dogs I picked this year. Didn't bet all of them, obviously, but I picked uh, out of the 200 or the 500 fights or whatever I had or 400, let me see, I can do the math real quick, 478 fights, 76, excuse me, bad math, Uh, 132 of them I picked dogs, 58 I got right, so 43.9% of the time I'm getting my dog picks right. Again, want that about 50%, 43.9, 58 out of 132, I mean, we're, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're taking a step back from my dog locks, obviously my dog locks were better, but you know, picking that many underdogs and, and getting uh forty three point nine percent is something I can live with, but it's not something I'm happy with. Um, by the way, I'm going to make a graphic of all this. I'm going to work on it after the podcast. I'm going to post it. I was going to do a video format, but we got the MMA takes awards. That's really kind of taking up my 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 graphic designing time, which I have no graphic designing ability. I'm trying my best, but um, that's taking my time. So we're gonna I'm going to release a little uh, little uh, I guess graphic. How many times I going to say graphic? But uh, out of the 132 dogs, 58, right? Um, I can live with it. I'm not happy with it. Uh, And again, these aren't bets. So it's not like I can hang my hat too much. And a lot of these picks were kind of like, eh, I'll just go dog, right? So a lot of them weren't wholeheartedly. Like, even though I'm picking the dog, I am probably no, I'm not going to bet it. The dog locks on the other hand. That's the more important stat. And that one is 45.9%. So it's above that, which I like. Underdog lock winner. Is my guy, A, the action man, Chris Curtis, two-time winner. Uh, at the end of the year, he sold it up for me. The only underdog lock winner, two times in a row. Phil Hawes, Brennan Allen, both finishes. Big year for Chris Curtis, even bigger 2022 coming. I know it. I think he's going to get that Go fight. I think he's going to get another knockout. I think he's going to be an interesting guy I watched, 85. Looks like he doesn't want to cut to 70 anytime soon. Um, But, you know, interesting at 185, this this dude, if you look at it, I brought this up before, but his other fight in the UFC was against Sean Lally in the contender series. He won by knockout, too. So it was three times so far fighting on the UFC banner. He's won by knockout. It's fucking impressive for a guy that was labeled a journeyman, for a guy that got passed over time and time again. He's my underdog, underdog lock darling, two-time winner, Chris Curtis. Thank you for the cash, bro. Again, when you're in Cincinnati, dinner on me. Uh, send him home.s This was a this was a mismatch, right? So I never I didn't clean sweep anybody. with send him home. Ciragan was my darling. I went Ciragan twice. I went one on one, um, one and one with Cyril Gan, who who could be in the running for fight of the year. Um, fantastic. He's got a fight with Francis Aganyu. that's kind of picking up some steam. They released some sparring footage which I haven't watched yet. Then Naganyu snubbed snubbed him in the back. Um, at the UFC, there's a lot, there's a lot there. It's a, a high, I don't love heavyweight fights, but when a high, high level heavyweight fight comes, I love it. Yeah. Sir has got all the talent in the world. You got Francis Ngannou, who's a freak with the power, the speed, with the athleticism He's getting better. Uh, I'm excited for that fight. I'm fucking pumped. But Sir send sent him home one-on-one baby. Uh, my clean sweeps. So my clean sweep locks, uh, were, was six, six events where I hit all three. I sent him home underdog and mortal. A lot of those, a lot. I was gonna keep track of this, but I, I, I felt like it was kind of a cheap stat. A lot of those events were two out of three as well, right? Two out. Of, I'm hitting two out of three. Four bagels though. Four zeros. Four didn't hit one, and that that bothers me. I, I can't have four fucking misses on all three. I just can't. You you can't do that. You're giving out three picks. And I will say two of the four, half of them were in like that February, March stretch. One of them was in July and then I had one late in August. Um, I just got to get better at that, right? I can't have, uh, I can't be giving out locks and missing that badly on them. Now, this is MMA. It's one of the hardest sports to bet on. Anything can happen. Any, any dog and any, whatever the fuck that saying is. But uh, I, I need to get better for, I got to hit one. I got it. I'm better than that, right? Six clean sweeps. Four bagels and a whole bunch of two out of threes, but those don't count, right? You know, you either clean sweeps or you're none, right? My best bet, um, I have two. I have two best bets that I'm, I'm hanging my hat on. One was Patty by finish. Now Patty was the favorite, and you know, everyone—he's a hype train. Everyone loves him. I'm not super on Patty like uh, a lot of people are. I mean, people love Patty. I get it. He's, he's electric. He can be a huge star, um, but. My fucking girls out there on that microphone they got, uh, but Patty by finish. A lot of people didn't have. I had him. I had him originally by sup, but I I switched the bet to finish. Nice little hit there. Felt good about that. A lot of people, you know, in the MMA community want to fade Patty. He hasn't fought anybody. Luigi Ventimini is a solid guy. He's not terrible, you know. And they're like, Patty hasn't fought anybody. His wrestling's not that good. He's not gonna be able to take Luigi down. He has no stand up. Right, um and people faded Patty because of they knew how electric he was going to be with his personality and I understand that they they want to hate the guy but, you know so now it's even going to be even bigger haters when he finally loses because then people are going to be like he can go three and zero in the UFC right and I think he's fighting Cerrone in in March or something like that which I think is a good fight for him I think it's smart to match him up with a, a popular guy who's, who's an older guy who hasn't been fighting all that good. Um, but if he loses, he'll go three, and know, oh, he loses. Then all the people come out. He fucking said, blah, 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 But I had a gut feeling patty by finishing. also Giga Kakats K- over Barboza. Now I know we're all looking at this. Like Giga is a fucking stud, right? He's 14 and two, uh, his fight with Barboza. Like, you know, so many guys I respect. So many people had Barboza over you know over that fight and i was supremely confident in jiga i just thought jiga was going to win that fight and i put some good shekels on it for him not being my guy it was a, one of my bigger single uh straight bets all year very confident in that fight and jiga uh, got done now my worst bet we get we got to talk about the worst because listen that's what we do you go with the bad i have a million worst bets i could have i could have talked 2 hours for my worst bet but what i'm going to do isn't going to give you the worst bet. It's Jonathan Martinez. I put my reputation on the line for this guy to beat, uh, Davey Grant. And I made a fool of myself because David Grant's a fucking dog and he knocked out Jonathan Martinez. And so I made a fool of myself. He he only cost me my slime ball parlay, So I didn't have like big money on him. I didn't lose a ton of money on him. the, the most money I lost was Izzy over Yon. That was, that was by far the Biggest loser of of twenty twenty one was Izzy over Yon. I put six hundred bucks on Izzy. Or close, I think a little under six hundred bucks, but I put a lot, and um, that was that one hurt. And that was my first, one of my first maybe over five unit plays I did. So that one hurt, but I can't do that because this is my guy. It was a close fight, right? Close fight, Yon grounded. What are you gonna do? But Jonathan Martinez, I say. I sat here and put my reputation on the line for Jonathan fucking Martinez. Brian, 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 Brian. All right, so that's the recap of my betting. Okay, not great. Gonna get better. Um, I really found my groove on those eleven vents at the end of the year. I really feel like I was dialed in. You know, I, I'm not gonna blame my child, but you know, I had a I had a baby late in 2021, and she was very young in those months that I was doing very bad and she had colic and maybe I could blame her. I love her so much. She's the greatest thing in the world, but you know, maybe I'm going to blame her. I'm going to blame it on the baby. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a piece of shit. I'm going to blame it on the baby. Um, but yeah, so again, could always get better. Um, I'm okay with some of these numbers. I'm not gonna, I'm not ecstatic with them, but, uh, yeah, always, always trying to get better here, but I really locked in on those 11 events and I, I got to replicate, replicate that. Got to really lock in again. And I will come this new card. I don't want to. I don't want to start researching too early on the fifteenth card. I know some people are already doing podcasts about it. They're already previewing fights. They're getting early. They're getting excited. Problem with me is I'm so fucking impatient that I'm gonna get too excited, and then I'm just I'm just gonna be like, Why isn't it the fucking fifteenth yet? What is going on? Why isn't Why isn't it here yet? You know what I mean? Uh, but I can't wait for fights to back. I cannot wait. I live for this shit. I love this shit. I fucking love it. All right, the MMA takes awards probably coming. The first week of January, TBD, though. I don't know when if that's going to happen. I'm, that's next week, folks. Um, it could be the week after. I'm going to shoot for next week. Got to talk with the boys. But we have all of our categories assigned. First category, I've already spoken to Christian about this. I'm going to put him on blast here. Hopefully he doesn't mind. But I'm obsessed with fighters that dye their hair blonde. Right, I think they're winning percentages through the charts. I have no data to back me up. He did a Blade Award for the fighter able to best harness superhuman powers from artificial blonde hair. I love it. I loved it. I read it. He sent it to me. I'm like, oh, that's fucking great. That's a perfect award because we're not giving out fighter of the year. We're not giving out submission of the year. We are giving out fighter of the year. Excuse me. We're not giving out like super cheesy awards that everyone does. We're trying to mix it up. We're trying to get cool with it. And that was right up my alley until I realized Blade doesn't have blonde hair. (laughs) Wesley Snipes had blonde hair in Demolition Man, which I think is what we're going to go with. But uh, I have let Christian know of his heir. However, there will be a blonde fighter award. Uh, I'm very excited about that award. That's awesome. There's also gonna be a Joe dirt award. That's mullet. Uh, love that award. A lot of mullets out there. A lot of bad mullets. A lot of good mullets. We'll see what you guys think. Henry Rogarner. If you guys don't know, now you know. Rookie of the year. Okay? He played for the Cubs. Had that fucking cannon for an arm. Love it. Um, that's going to be rookie of the year for the UFC. Obviously, the fighters who debuted in the UFC. Post-fight interview year. Simple. Straightforward. Got a couple good ones this year. Quarter person of the year. Very very uh political of us very 2022 20, of us to say person you get what i'm saying there not corner man not corner woman corner person of the year very uh very um you know new age of us i mean we're always thinking uh you're not that guy pal that's timbo's category so that basically means hey you're not that guy we thought you were the guy people thought you were the guy you're not that guy pal sorry Uh, I got next, future champ. That's a future champ award. I got next. And then, like I said, I said we weren't doing fight of the year. We are Patrick Swayze Memorial Fighter of the Year. Patrick Swayze is one of the greatest all-time action uh, guys. The The guy can do it all. He can dance. He can fuck. He can fucking sing. He can, you know, she's like the wind. And he can kick ass. Patrick Swayze, Fighter of the Year. Um, That's really the only, like, kind of, like, lame one we're doing. No, we, we got a couple other ones. Uh, hubba hubba award, best looking, the best looking fighter award. Uh, I got my vote in and it is not a female. I can see you being my guy. That one's mine. So everyone makes my guys list, right? I can see you being my guy next year, 2022. I can see you being my guy. I got a lot of guys that are kind of on the friends that I root for that. I get excited for this is the war for the guy that I can see being my guy. We got my eyes on you. I can see you being my guy. Finish him. Best finish of the year. You know, that's Mortal Kombat. We'll, we'll do the Mortal Kombat thing. Finish him. Hungry Dogs run faster. Best underdog win. I think a lot of us are going to have the same uh, vote on that one. It just happened. Not going to give any way in, in the nominees. But uh, there's some other ones out there that are surprising. But Hungry Dog, Hungry Dog runs faster. Best underdog win. Rise from the Dead. Best comeback. There's a lot of good comebacks this year. Um, obviously one stands out more than others, but we'll, we'll, see the old yellow war best old guy performance, you know, you know, some of these old guys perform pretty well. You know, sometimes you got to take old yellow to the back, shoot her in the head, you know, this guy or girl, uh, you know, they, uh, not now, not now, no, we're not getting shot now. And then the end is now please retire word for the fighters that fought in 2021 that, uh, you know, we don't want to see fight again. You know, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt in there. So that's it. Those are the awards. They're going to come next week. I'm going to say next week. Okay. Working on the, the fucking graphics. Now we're going to give the guys. We're going to finish up the nominees. Get next week. We'll full blast it all over social media. Uh, MMA takes and whatnot. We're going to, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be end of year wrap up. we get to talk some shit. It's going to be fucking incredible. So while we're doing that, make sure you subscribe to MMA takes podcast. MMA takes podcast on IG and Twitter. An Apple Podcast and Spotify. You can rate now on Spotify. You can do five stars. Spotify changed that. So give me five stars on Spotify while you're at it. While you're at it, go do it. All right. 15th, January 15th, right around the corner. Not really. Feels like it's two millenniums away. But we got some fights. It's an okay card. It's not, it's not gonna knock your dick in the dirt, right? There's some fights, you know, there's a lot of fights listed here. I mean, they don't have a number next to on topology, but there's a lot. There's some real good ones. There's some fights that are like, okay, we can do with that. But listen, any kind of fights come January 15th, I'm going to take because I need it. Main event, Calvin Cater versus Giga. Awesome fight. I haven't seen Cater since since uh, Max Holloway. I haven't seen Giga since Barboza. Calvin, you know, I think if he strikes with Giga, he's got a fucking problem. I think Calvin has bigger power. I think Giga, Giga has been touched before years ago. But uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, Jiga apparently has been training jiu-jitsu and wrestling for a long time. He always gets mad when people bring that up in his fights. Well, let's see if Calvin can take him down. That'd be, that'd be interesting to see. Hopefully, this isn't the main event. But Caitlin Chikagian versus Jennifer Maya. Interesting fight at 125. Uh, you know, I, I guess I kind of want Maya to win. Chikagian just doesn't do it for me. Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Both guys, I mean, they're the same The same person. Same person. Same person. You're either going to win by knockout or they're going to lose by knockout. They almost have the same exact record. 13-4 and 11-4. Uh, yeah, that's going to be, I, I, I mean, I can tell you right now, I'm going to hammer a fight. doesn't go to the decision. I don't care what the price is. That's going to go in some kind of parlay because that is a winner. Fight that I'm looking forward to the most, uh, which I think should be the co-main event. Michelle Pereira versus Musum Salakoff. That is awesome. Both good strikers. Pereira's a guy that's really surprised me when he came to the UFC because he lost to Tristan Connolly. And he's really improved his cardio and he's a wild fucking man. He's got a chin in there. He's unique. He's beating some good guys. And Mulz is just like, I'm Russian. I kill. I <laughs> just That was a terrible Russian impression. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean that's what he is. Uh Clayton, uh Clayton Rodriguez versus Zaruk out who beat me uh Ryan Benoit? Ryan Benoit was one of my mortal locks. And Zaruk beat him. I couldn't believe it. Johan Joe. Okay. Joe Anderson, Brito versus Bill Algio. Bill Algio, no, another guy I'm intrigued with. I think he's good, but how good is he? I don't know. Brandon Revol versus Roger. Rodrigo Bontorine. Awesome fight. Love Revol. Love Bontarine. Big, big power. Uh great fight at 125. Brandon Kellenher versus Coop kakirmanov salaku Kakirmanoff, I've seen my dogs. He he beat Trevin Jones's UFC debut by G18 Chilk, that Brian Kellenher special. Interesting. Brian Kellenher beats a lot of people that he should beat, right? And then he has trouble with like the really hardcore wrestlers. I'm really curious about that fight at 135. Ramazi Brahmajabs was Court McGee. That's fun. Ramaziv Ramaziv. I don't know how I say Ramaziv. Ramaziv Ram- Ramaziv. He is basically Court McGee, 2022. Can do everything Court McGee does, but better. I like that fight. Chase Turner versus Jake Collier. Ooh, excuse me. Wake me up when that's over. Dakota Bur- Bush. What is this? Trying to fucking get Brian to mis- mispr- mispronounce every name in the book. Uh, Dakota versus Vlachachev Borshev. This is the guy that fought. What's his name? Slava. Slava Klaus. Uh, they, they, they have a nickname for him. He won by knockout. On the contender series. He changed out of alpha male. Interesting dude. Uh, that fight should be good. I don't know much about Dakota Bush. Austin Hubbard was the debut. He lost back in April. And then he had to cancel back for Zoom wrong. Losing Austin Hubbard doesn't give me give me a lot of hope for you, bud. Uh, Vanessa Demopoulos La... de Demopolis versus Savana Gomez-Warez. to Gomez-Warez Burn me. Screw off. T.J. Brown versus uh, Gabriel Benitez. Yeah. Honey Bacillus-Victor Henry. They rebooked that. Still like Barcellos big in that fight. And Jamie Pickett versus Joseph Holmes. I think Holmes is taking this fight on short notice. Making his USDW against Jamie Pickett. Um, Where's he coming out of? Texas. Okay, so it's an okay card. It's an okay card. I love three fights. Uh, just, just as a fan, I haven't looked into any betting whatsoever. Because I, I just... It's too early. I get too fucking excited. I'm a little child. All right, that's it. MMA awards. MMA take awards, I should say. Next week going to be a lot of fun. Come hang out. I'm going to be talking about it a lot on Twitter, Instagram, whatnot, and it uh, should be fun. And then, obviously, back to your normal schedule programming. We'll, we'll preview. Um, you know, maybe I, I said I was going to pump out some content. I have some video ideas. I don't know what I'm going to do, but the m takes next week for sure. The week after that, I'll probably come up with something to do before the fight, and then fight week we'll do pick and then we'll get back to normal, baby. All right, that's it. Again, MMA takes podcasts on all platforms: social, IG, Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Rate and review on both. You can rate and review on both now. Pillow Mouth did it on Apple Podcasts. I'm praising the that person, girl or boy, don't know who it is, but let's let's everyone rate. Okay, I got 32. Let's get that up. Get that numbers up. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down out there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! <laughs> Woo-hoo! Come on, baby. Woo-hoo! Hey, little pal, we don't want you. Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Come on, motherfucker. Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? That yeah. good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.